You are about to listen to a broadcast from the Greater Harvest Church in Ellenwood, Georgia. In this episode, Pastor Eddie Montgomery Jr. completes his sermon on adoption into the family of Christ. Stay tuned. And when anybody believes in me, then they will get the benefits of that which I originally want the Jews to have. So what he did, he didn't call her any type of dog. He called her like a house dog, which means that you're going to get the blessings if you can receive it. If you can actually receive it and believe it, you're going to be taken care of. So when when he said that, she, she responded because her spirit man... She was hungry for something. So she saw an opportunity to allow herself to be taught, but also humble herself so that way the, the, the glory of God can be in her. And she says, yes, the dogs, you know, even the house dog, they, they get the crumbs, they get the pieces, the broken pieces. They get that and they are fed. They are fed with the broken pieces. So they still get part of the, the inheritance, they still get part of the food. Uh-huh. Jesus says, great is thy faith. Yes. Great is thy faith because you understand it. You understand that this thing is bigger than just a, a blood or a, a fleshly thing, uh-huh. but it's to those that believe. Yes. If only you believe, you have access to the promises of God. How then do we get access to the promise of God? Galatians chapter 4. If you turn there real quick, real, real, real quick. Galatians chapter 4. And it's talking about how, you know, we that are children of God, we have been adopted. That's why, yes, he first came to the Jews, but the thing that I love about it is that He's when he died on the cross, it's no more Jew or or, 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 or Gentile. There's no more bond or free. There's no more male or female. But we all in this thing together. Because I believe in Christ, then you believe in Christ. You understand what he did on the cross for you. You shall receive power to them that believe. Galatians chapter 4, verse number. Three, even so, when we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of this, of the world. But when the fullness of the times was come, that's talking about Christ. God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the what? So. In the Old Testament, the Jewish customs, they followed the law. They had to follow the law to the letter. But guess what? They could not follow. Nobody can follow the law to the T. Ah, that's 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 a nugget for a lot of people who in this day and age, because, you know, now we got a lot of religion. We got a lot of things that's going on and a lot of people that's that's getting the Old Testament and they they trying to refute that. But nobody can follow the law under to the dot. That's why Christ had to come. Because we still all in the flesh. Yes. 
So it says that verse number five, to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the what? Of what? With the S, meaning plural, sons and daughters. Right? It's saying that we might receive the adoptions of the son and because ye are what? God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your what? Crying, Abba, Father. What is that saying? You remember when I first read it, I was saying that he was talking to the Pharisees and he was telling them about their hearts, their mouth, they serve them with their mouth, but the hearts was far from them because in the hearts, he says, out of the hearts, that's what defileth the man. Out of the heart, that's what comes out. Out of the heart is all of those things that it said it was. But when you receive the adoption of Christ, when you receive Christ in your life, what happens, your heart has changed. <laughs> your heart has changed because now you have taken on a new heart. You have now got a new heart. That's why you can't hate people like you wanted to hate people. You can't get mad like you want to get mad because when you receive Christ in you, when you receive it in you, when you receive it in you, it changed your heart because it's not about your heart anymore because you gave your heart to him. Now you see why you can't do the things that you want to do or that you used to do because it's not about you anymore because you gave your heart to God. Oh, God, I feel the anointing in this place. Being that I gave my heart to God, then that means he replaced my heart with his heart. Mm. That's why I can say Abba, Father. I can say, Father, Father. Because it's now him working on the inside of me. Now I am adopted. I am now becoming a son or a daughter of the living God. And by me being adopted into Christ, now I can understand that I have everything that Christ has. She cried that to us. I understand now I have everything that he has. Because yes. I'm, I'm adopted. Now, by me being adopted, can I show you in the, in the word? Let's go to Romans. Romans, Romans chapter 8. And I'm almost finished. I got one more scripture and I'll be finished. Romans chapter 8. Because now that I'm adopted, now what does adoption mean? Meaning that if you know adoption means that uh, legally uh, or, or, or physically, if I was adopted into, uh, how, how can I make it plain? Okay, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Every morning that I wake up, every morning, every morning, never fails. I always look at two shows. I look at Facts of Life, and I look at a different, uh, different strokes every morning before I go to work. Facts of Life and different strokes. And if I'm late, I could get in a little bit of Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> but I've been wondering why I'm so fascinated with this Facts of Life and different strokes. Now, 
I'm seeing it. Because in order for me to understand adoption, I got to look at Arnold and Willis. Now, if you don't know about different strokes, it's about two black boys that was from Harlem, New York. Their mother passed away. She was a maid. She passed away, and the owner or her, her boss, which, which is Mr. Drummond, he basically took the two, Arnold and Willis, took them in to his home. And he took them in when they was a little child. How many ever saw that show before? Raise your hand. So I went. Okay, okay. So Arnold and Willis, when they was little, they was used to an environment that they was accustomed to. They was used to Harlem, New York. You have to survive. You have to be street smart. You have to. You can't. You, you got to know what you. You got to always be on alert. So when they first came over to the Drummonds, they still carried their environment or their lifestyle or their habits into a different territory. But that territory that they was now a part of wasn't conducive to what they was used to. So when they first aired the show, they showed it from a black uh, living in, you know, struggle type uh, point of view. So, yeah, the mindset. So, you used to see Arnold, you know, what you talking about, jive, turkey, and, and you, 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 do, 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 do. He used to talk that language. And he wasn't used to the finer things of life. And, and, whoo, all of this is ours. This is my room. Oh, we don't have to share a bed. I got my own bed. I got a, we got two beds in one room. You know, they was fascinated by that. Even to the point that Mr. Drummond had to take time to teach them that you are now everything that I have. It belongs to you. You no longer can take this house and make it seem like you a stranger in this house. If you want something to eat, you don't have to ask me to go and get something. You go to the refrigerator and whatever's in the refrigerator, you can have it. Then Mr. Drummond was teaching them that. Even to the point as the episode started going, episode five, episode six, as it got further into it, you saw the changing of the mindset of Arnold and Willis. It went from them having a a, a, a low-down, you know, poverty mindset to now Willis being one of the ones that was showing up, you know, penny loafers, you know, crease-type pants and crease-type shirts. And when he went in, Arnold, oh, I want the chauffeur to come pick me up from school. I want to be chauffeured and, and I want I want to have, you know, my friends, I want to have a party. And, and when we have the party, I want to make sure Mr. Drummer said, whatever you want to do, Arnold, you can go ahead and do it. Yeah, I want to have a big party. I want to have Mr. T come and I want Mr. T to be one of the ones that, you know, and they, whatever you want, Arnold, it's all, they, they begin to catch it. They begin to catch it to the point that they became a product of their new family. Even to the point that Mr. Drummond had to tell him, you are now in my will. So when I pass, 
Uh, everything that I'm going to split it between you and your two sisters, I mean your sister and your other brother. And it got to the point to the end of the show that the sister, the real legit one, she was writing off the script. It was all about honor and wellness at that point. Adoption. Why do we make it hard to believe that when God says, I have now adopted you into my family, that everything that I have is yours. Everything that I have is yours. Everything that I have, well, what do he have? The earth is what? So you mean to tell me, can y'all teach me? You mean to tell me that everything that God has, you said the earth is the Lord's, that means everything in the earth belongs to him. Amen. So if everything in the earth belongs to him, then that means I have access to what belongs to him. That's yes. Right. Yes. 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 Okay. Because maybe I ain't, I'm not. Can y'all repeat that? Because I, I don't think I'm getting it. Can y'all help me? All the benefits. So, what did I just say? Every, huh? I hear all the. We have access to everything in this earth. We have access to everything in this earth. about we still acting as children of God we still acting like what you talking about Willis <laughs> we still acting like Arnold when he was a little baby not knowing all that he had access to yes. well that's why I'm, I'm really trying to teach you today he says now you are adopted into the family you are grafted in Galatians chapter 4, it says here that we are adopted, but Romans chapter 8, notice what Romans chapter 8, verse number 18, it says. It says, for I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed where? Uh-oh. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time, how many experienced suffering before so he says I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared what is that saying it's not it's not even you can't even compare what God has revealed in us what's in us his kingdom to those that receive him, yes. the glory is in you. Yes. And because the glory is in you, it cannot be compared because it's nothing outside of him that is worthy to be compared to. So why are we sweating the small stuff? Thank you, Lord. Because the big stuff is in him. And if we could get our minds where we could say, I am in him, then what happens is he will reveal to us what's in us. Yes, that's right. 
But what's in us? His kingdom, his peace, his joy, his righteousness. Ah, all of that is already in you when you receive him. So when I give my life over to Christ, all of that that's in him is now in me. Ooh, I hope y'all getting this. It's not worthy to be compared and the glory that shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation, verse 19, of the creature, that's the earth, waiteth for the manifestations of the sons of God. We just said the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, right? The earth belongs to the Lord. Amen. As children of God, the Bible says the earnest expectation of the creature. What is the creature? That's the earth. The earnest expectation of the earth waiting is waiting for you to become what he created you to be. The earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestations of the sons of God. Why is that? When he created the earth, who did he give and told to have dominion? Man. Man, us. He gave us the ability to have dominion over the earth. So the earth's supposed to be responding to us. Not us responding to the earth. That's right. But we have to know who we are in him. Yes. Because you can't call something in the earth to come into existence unless you go through Christ. Uh-huh. Y'all see that? Uh-huh. So it takes me being adopted, grafted into Christ yes. or baptized in Christ. That way I can now become like Christ and I can be heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what it means to be grafted in. To be grafted in is I am now joint heirs with him. So whatever he says, I can say. Whatever he is, I can be. Whatever he has, I can have. Because I am now a child of the living God. So I have to allow myself to understand that I have now been adopted into a royal family. And see, you you won't get this until you realize I can't depend on my family. You, You really won't get this until you realize I can't depend on my wife. Yes. I can't depend on my husband. Yes. I can't depend on my sister or my brother. Yes. I can't even depend on my kids. Yes. But this one thing I can depend on. Yes. This Jesus that had died for me. Amen. I can depend on him. Because he's the only one that really cares for me. How do I know that? Because he's the only one that died for me. He's the only one that gave me a promise. 
Even when I didn't want to accept the promise. Even when I was a wild branch. Uh -huh. He made a way that our way could be crafted into the root of the real branch. Uh -huh. He made it a way so that way that I can enjoy the fruit of his labor. He made it a way so that way when I don't feel like I'm a child, he lets me know in his word that I am a child. Yes. I come to tell you that to be in him, uh -huh. that's how you become like him. Amen. The more you begin to say, God, help me to be like you. The more he began to show you you. Yes, that's right. Help me be like you. Yes. Well, let's you really want to you, you really want to be like me? Let me show you you. Uh -huh. And let's get into who you are. Yes. And the real you. What's making you be who you are? What what's in your heart? That's why I love him so much because he's a God after my heart yes. I my heart belongs to him I, I long for him you know when you get it in your heart and you allow the word to go into your heart uh -huh. the word will begin to move things out of your heart so that way it replaces it with things that he wants to have in your heart yes that's how you get change. That's why he's a God of the heart. He said, this lip service, that don't mean nothing to me. I, I know when it's real. I know when it's real because it comes out of your heart. It, it comes out of your heart. One thing I like, and I'm about to sit down. He says, he told, those, he told the, the disciples in Matthew chapter 15. He says in a couple of verses up, um, he says, my father plant." He knows what tree he plants. He knows the plants that he has. Uh -huh. And anything that's not that's not a plant like what he planted, he says he root up. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to show you a scripture. Let's turn to Matthew 15. Matthew 15. Let's go back there and then I'm going to sit down. Y'all enjoying this? Yeah. Adoption. You are a child of God. He wants you to become who you are. And it says let's see here. Verse 13. Matthew 15, 13. It says, but he answered and said, every plant which my heavenly father have not planted shall be rooted up. Uh -huh. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into what? Meaning that I'm glad. I think somebody said this. Even when I I didn't want to do all that God said, he didn't leave me alone. He kept tugging on me. He didn't just leave me out there. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 
Because he know that I am one of his plants. Yes. He know I'm one of his child. Yes. And by me being a child of him, uh -huh. he said, I just want you to know who you are so you could become who I called you and purpose you to be. Yes. I want you to be that person. But with that comes responsibility and actions. Yes. You need to be that so that way you can help others come into the truth of the light. That's why the glory that's in you has to come out. You can't have all of this glory and all of this power just for yourself. If you think this is only just for you, then you are a fool. Because he says, I put this in you so that way you could be a witness to other people. You don't know how many people is looking at you. You don't know how many people are watching you. How many people is just waiting for you to say something to them. To ignite them. You don't know you have the power to ignite somebody that I don't have the power to ignite. Just like I got the power to ignite somebody that you don't have the power to ignite. But everybody has something on the inside of them that they have to reach somebody. That's why he birthed you. That's why he keep you alive. That's why he got you still on your in, in breathing and, and, and in your right mind because you have to affect somebody. And we got to get to the point where we start realizing I am created to be a blessing to somebody. Who am I supposed to reach? That's the question you need to be asking yourself. Who am I supposed to touch? But God, I'm not all together. I'm not all there together. God says, just let my word work in you. It's not about you. You can't fix you. If you can fix you, there will be no need for the cross. You have just listened to another episode of the Greater Harvest Podcast. We hope that you have had an ear for what the word has to say to you. And we pray that your life will be changed for the better as a result of that. Please join us here again very soon and follow us on Instagram or Facebook for even more from the harvest. See you soon. Be blessed.